0: welcome to the drama free podcast save the drama for your mama
1: what's up drama free beer it's chad here um on the phone i got joey hamilton and uh so far that's all we got Chris Butler seems to be having a little bit of technical difficulty so he'll join us later I am currently on site at uh, Barntown Brewing here in West Des Moines uh, Waukee and uh, we're bottling the first ever bottling line so if it's loud I apologize but I'm going to hand it over to uh, Chris sounds like Chris is on the phone here Chris uh, we'll start with you what are you drinking buddy
0: No, you're getting you're kinda of choppy, bud. All right, we'll go with Joey. Joey, what are you drinking, bud? I'm drinking water. <laughs> Unfortunately, I uh we're in the middle of the weight loss challenge. I am uh waiting to see how much calories or what I have left at the end of the day so I can determine whether or not I get to enjoy something. Pretty boring.
2: Uh, it's never boring you when worried. you're,
0: uh, who, me? Drinking
1: that double yeah, hopper, just... buddy. Oh, awesome. So you're, uh,
0: so you're at barn town right now, right?
1: I am live on site in the bottling room.
0: Very nice. Very, very nice. <clears throat> Uh, we'll see if Chris we can are.
1: get,
2: uh, yeah. yeah, I think
1: we're having a little technical difficulties. We'll see if Chris can get to uh, get to work here. But uh, first question, actually, this is a hard-hitting question, John free beer. How much craft beer does your mom drink? I'll repeat that. How much craft beer does your mom drink with a bullet point? No, seriously.
0: Interesting question. Interesting question. I know my mom doesn't. None from my mom,
2: Dre.
0: You know, my mom,
1: as we said in previous podcasts, uh, she's gone out and bought me beer. So she drinks a little bit. She'll drink, you know, a pour here or there of something I bring down for holidays if I come down or something she buys me. She'll buy a extra bottle if I'm really excited about it, but uh, nothing too crazy. All right, technical difficulties we're just getting through there. Um we'll we'll skip over we'll skip over to here. Um I, I do like this question, Joey. We we talked about this when you're here in Des Moines and uh we actually probably can get a guest caller here. Um is it a good bad idea for brewer owners to be involved in beer groups or heavily involved in social media? You know, this is reference to dystopian steak, hero um this is comes from Andrew Hill. You know, he he's probably saw it firsthand, but uh, we've had many, many topics on the podcast about breweries involved in social media. What, what are your thoughts, Joey?
0: You know, it, it's, it's, a very, it's very odd for me. I can understand why they would want to be involved in some of the more popular ones, and that's to perhaps police people that are selling, selling, you know, secondary value, when that spe- specific brewery has a, you know, a no a big a no policy a no secondary policy or a no not 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 being able to move your product for anything else but trade or retail um so i i can understand that um aside from that i mean I, the, what i've seen um with a couple of our our denver breweries um is you know they've created their own trading group you know um you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Weldworks created it, but Weldworks has a very big presence in at least one of the more notable Weldworks trading groups around here. And I know Casey's the same way. Um, they've got, you know, they've got either beer reps or, heaven forbid, even Troy, um Troy Troy Casey from from Casey Brewing and Blending, um, or Neil uh, Fisher from from Ludwig. You know they they tend to have a presence. Um, they tend and they even tend to speak up in some of their own. If that makes any sense, or at least the the trading groups that are specific for their their beers, their breweries. Um, but it's for general beer groups, whether it be like Drama Free or or let's say something that's a larger, more notable one, whether it be like a Rare Beer Seeker or um, any of your ISO um, you know FT groups, you're in search of for trade groups like you know beer trader or whatever there's beer usa there's cbx cbbx all kinds of crap um you know i I think it makes sense if you're trying to police who's who's moving your product without you know effectively your permission um or the brewer's permission so i I think it makes sense to me i i I can i can see it i also think it can can be a bad idea but rather than take that point uh, i think i'll let one of you take it Yeah, so, I mean, I think social media and, and you
1: know, small-town breweries, they definitely work out. Um, they do good stuff. You know, Barntown for instance, they get the, the word out. But fighting with customers, you know, I, I've never seen anything local happen. But uh, they, uh, you know, you, you don't fight with your customers. I mean, it could be good and bad. You use it for promotional purposes. You use it for, you know, um uh, you know, getting the word out, but you don't fight with customers. That that just doesn't happen. In customer service, especially in a small town brewery or small smaller brewery, even a larger brewery, you don't fight with customers. You get the word out. You get uh, the you, you you get the message out that you need to you know about releases or anything else, and then um, you take care of business. It's business only. You don't take personal matters in. If you get pissed off at a customer, you don't take it to that customer especially on social media or PMs. I mean, that customer is only going to do is screenshot and then post it for all the world to see.
0: True story. Is it bad to lose one customer or is it bad to lose hundreds? If not all of them, like dystopian state, all the above. I mean, you you can't help
1: one customer getting mad at you for whatever reason, but but you're not going to go and throw away hundreds of customers over that or tank your ratings, take your tap, Facebook, all of that.
0: You don't do that. No. I am with you on that, buddy. I am with you on
2: that. Do we
0: got uh, Chris
2: Butler here. you got
1: we... Oh, we got Chris in now, so let's see if he he comes in. <laughs> uh, sorry about the background noise, guys. We're uh, we're here at uh, Barn Town, so we're uh, we're live on site. And uh, I apologize, it took a little bit longer to bottle than I thought it would. So if you guys get feedback, I apologize for that. Um, Chris Butler, we got you on the line yet? Nope, doesn't sound like it. Um
2: uh,
1: we'll go to number four, Joey. Uh pros and cons of cellaring. Um there's a couple of bullet points here. Dave versus undated. or uh, we'll just start with pros and cons of sellering. I I think we'll uh we'll go with those at first. Um
0: Joey, thoughts, pros and cons? Yeah, I mean um I think we've touched on the concept of selling a few times in the group. Um, I like the, I like the idea of um, sometimes a beer just needs a little bit more time. Um, it needs, you know, whether it be a few months or sometimes even a few years, um, to maybe kind of balance itself out. Um, one of the best ways of being able to figure that out is buying multiples, um, trying it when it's fresh. And then if it seems like it's a little hot or perhaps needs to kind of maybe just mellow out in general, maybe there's some of the adjuncts are a little bit more present than others. You know, it's kind of nice to let it set for, Maybe a couple months, and then tr- and try it again to see if it's kind of you know balance itself out. So I mean I like the idea of that. Um, I think a con personally of, of trying to sell our beers is that you start, you it's a gateway like in my mind. You create a seller, you start a seller, and before you know it, you've got, you know, uh, you know five or ten bottles become fifty to you know become a hundred become. I think what some of us have, which is, you know, I'm sitting on, you know, a few hundred to, I know some of the guys in the group are sitting on a few thousand bottles. So, i can say the con is the gateway drug. What do you think, Chad?
1: Uh, well, pro for me is I can't drink every beer you guys send me, and you guys send me a lot, so I have to sell her. Um, I try to drink through the IP as fast as possible or wait for somebody to come in town, um, con is I don't get to try good beers until, you know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I, I don't think there's a pro or con to cellaring. I mean, it, you do what you got to do, especially if you're getting good beer and you want to show it to good people. You you do what you got to do. And I apologize. It's a lot of guys to hear that. But, um, um, you do what you got to do. You know, I, I like to cellar. Joe, you just saw my cellar and I've... I was willing to pull any bottle from that cellar, and I know you will and as most or all d f members would do the same It's just uh, you know it, it's just one of those things you know i I don't want to drink this awesome beer by myself um, you know one of the bullet points here is dated versus undated canes what are you, What are your thoughts on that? like do you trust a dated versus undated cane? i mean you know I'll, I'll start. You know, I've had a bad IPAs. If you're gonna send me an undated can, it's it's no big deal. Let's
2: uh, let's do.
1: Um, you know, let's.
2: Sorry, I, I got I got cut
1: off here. Dave is on any can. So I've had I've had bad IPAs. It's been you know uh, one of those ones where I knew the trade partner, so I knew he was gonna send me a five month old you know IPA. So you know, I mean. Uh, Top and Glide, for instance, the new pseudo-suit cans are undated because they're trying to get through the old cans where they slap the new label on it, and they're undating them. But if you reach out on social media again, then they'll tell you
0: what date that was. Yeah. No, I understand that. I understand that. Um, with the pros and cons of selling, we got a, a, you know, we'll call it a text line, right? We got a text message from uh, from, from Vic and Vic says sounding becomes like a collecting thing, sort of like collecting baseball kids when you were when you were or baseball kids, baseball cards when you were a young kid. So I, I can definitely see and appreciate that, Vic. Um, for me, I don't know if I collect the collect the actually sell out the beer like I did like collecting baseball cards, but I do know that um I I do keep the bottles. So if, you know if I open up something that just completely wowed me, it's like I've got a little you know, on top of my, uh, my glassware cabinet, if you will, or it's kind of more of like a large shelf. Um, and I've got a kind of like a space on top of the shelf so and it's where I keep all the, the bottles that have, you know, really, really moved me, really, really wowed me. And I think I've probably got, I have to count, but I'm going to guess maybe 25 bottles up there. So you can kind of consider it like my, my top 25 of all time, or at least ones that I've consumed in my house. Um, so, so I, I can understand that point, Nick. Um, The dated versus undated cans you know i can't recall i'm trying to remember the last time i noticed a can that wasn't dated um and to be completely honest i think it's more productive i haven't spent a lot of time looking at the bottom of cans anymore i'm kind of more focusing on what's inside of it um which is another reason why i'm in the weight loss challenge so there's that um but I, there, there have been times where you know you receive undated cans, especially if you've if you got them from from other people. You know you get them in the mail, you get them as, a, you know, um, you know whether you win as a BIF or whether you get it as a trade or what have you. Um, and you kind of have to trust your trading partner or trust whoever sent it to you. Um, the nice thing about that, um, and I've done this personally, is that you get you get some cans that you know or are, are a little old. I'm not gonna call them rancid, but you you know they're they are a little dated, um, and. You know, without having a date on the bottom of them, it's kind of nice to send those to, you know, a buddy of yours and ask him to chug it. So that's, I think that might be a a little pro of the undated can, Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my stance on it. Chad, back to you.
1: So, uh, I've got the whole group here, and uh, they want to know, have you guys heard the term, we try them all until we try them all? Have you ever seen that Barstool Sports uh, pizza guy who goes out to all the pizzerias out in New York? Uh, and he yeah. One bite, You all know the rules. That's basically, they want me to say that in there. So, I'm going to say, you know, one bite or one drink, everybody knows the rules. We try them out till we try them all. Uh, shout out to Andy, Andy. Uh, I know you can hear this here. We have a little bit of delay on the speakers. So um, it, again, we're out here on on uh, location at Barntown Brewing. Brewing. Um, Joey didn't get to make it out here last time, but he was able to drink the uh, the delicious nectar.
2: Uh, I'm
1: just going to chain a can or a bottle. So. Uh, so uh,
2: you know, I do
1: like this one, number five, Jerry, number five. A, uh, how to end a trade partnership gracefully? I mean, I don't, I can't really answer this question because I've never really just ended one like, you know, a dude, I'm never gonna trade with you again. I mean, it's been more of those, he to me, or you know, it just. Stopped. Um, have you ever
0: had to gracefully end a trade partnership? Um, ha- I haven't yet, but I'm in the middle of, of a, a trade situation where that's, that's where this is going to end up, um, to try to get some sp- specifics and this, this has nothing to do with, with drama free, but, um, I have a, a trading party, a trading party, a trading partner out of Florida, um, that he's been, I will say very, very gracious, um, with cost plus shipping, shipping on, on cycle releases, angry chair releases, things like that. Um, it's not really a um, situation, but um, he's, been, he's been more than, than amenable. Um, the, the issue that I have with this is that sometimes it, he wants to send extras, so that's not just the, whatever we agree upon for C++. Um, he will want to send, you know, hey man, I've got four or five other beers that I think are really good, knowing what you like, I'm going to send them. Um, when, of course, you know, I'm not going to look at gift horse in mouse. I'm like, sure, go for it. And then he'll just want me to send, you know, a few bottles in return, right? Um, the issue that I run into with sending him bottles is that he's so particular that it's not easy to, like, just immediately have bottles to send. So it's something that takes time. Um, and while I'm trying to you know, get those bottles together, um, he will probably ask me once every, I'm going to say 10 days, it's probably once every one to two weeks, will ask me, hey, did you get those, did you, what do you have, did you be able to put some things together, When are you shipping, so on and so forth, and I just have to be like, hey, 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 you will know when I ship, because I will send you your tracking number, it'll happen, but and I, I had. I mean, I told him that it's not easy to quote unquote buy for him. It's not easy to find things for him. But it's not as if I'm flaking on him. It's just like if you're going to be extraordinarily particular, you only want one style or only one specific, like let's say a subsect of a style. So let's say you like stouts, but you only want barrel aged stouts. But you can't. You can't or don't want barrel aged stouts that have adjuncts. It, it's not easy to, at least for me, and especially here in Denver, to be able to find four or five or six or whatever good, decent bottles to send without, you know, having to send multiples of one type. And I don't really like to do that. Um, So because of that, the specific trading partner that I have, I'm, I am going to be distancing myself from him once I, uh, once I finally get his, his next box out, which will hopefully be here in the next two weeks. So what do you think, Chad? You don't have, you don't have any people there in the Iowa group or, Anything like that that you've had to kind of kind of bow out from, from you know, trading with them? Well, I
1: mean, I, the guys I trade with are locally to me. I've never had to bow out with them. I mean, I, I share, you know, gracefully with them, and, and they do as me. So I, I've never had a really bow out of a trade partnership. I, I've had ones go dark or ghost me, but it, it's never like a BBT case where, we committed on a trade or nothing. It just they just never text me back. I mean, it, it happens. You know, people get busy. People don't want to do the trade. Whatever. I'm not gonna you know get you know upset over it and let just move on. I mean, life's too short. Life's too short. Drink good beer.
0: True story, brother. True story.
1: I do want to give a shout out here to John Freeland before we get going that Joey Hamilton was in Des Moines the past couple of days, and he took me and my wife out to the most amazing dinner we've ever been to. So uh, I do have to uh, give him kudos for that and, and props and thank, you know thanks. and uh, but, you know I look forward to seeing him again, um, as you guys saw, if, if you're on our page, you, you you've seen the videos and and we had a good time. Um, Joey thank you box etiquette, percent of cost the shipping receivers getting, random box Take a class, or how do you do a thank you box? Actually, I, I would like to do that. I I wouldn't like to know personally for you because I know how you take a thank you box but I, I'd like to hear you say it.
0: And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I guess first response, you know, you guys are more than welcome for, for the meal the other night. I appreciate you opening up the cellar on. Uh, I believe it was Sunday night when I first got to town. So so thank you for that. At least I can just take you off and, and have a have a nice little dinner there, so um, appreciate the shout-out. Uh, in terms of uh, thank you box etiquette, um, I honestly, in terms of like a percentage of cost or something like that, um, I, I don't really pay attention to that. Um, my thank you boxes tend to be random, which I, I think is, is, usual, is usually the case um, with most people. Um, I will ask if there's something specific they're looking for that I may either have. Whether it be in my cellar or my fridge, or if it's something that I can try to get to, um, upcoming release or whatever. Um, but from my personal experience, I haven't seen a ton of requests, really, at least nothing for a specific beer. I, I've seen uh, people say, hey, you know, um, send whatever you want, but, I, you know, I, I don't particularly care for sours or. Um, I don't, you know, if, if, can you just send a stout because you know, let's say they're getting into the weight loss challenge and they don't want something that's going to uh, perhaps fade or even, man, I don't want to use the term turn, but something that might fade on them um, by the time we wrap this guy up here, the first, you know, first week of uh of March, they may say, hey, can you send stouts or something that's going to be a little bit more um, sustainable or quote unquote fresh, um, you know, two months from now. So and I think it's the only thing I really genuinely take into consideration. Um, but I will tell, say one thing is that um, if, you know, if I'm sending a thank you box, it's usually because someone's went completely out of their way. Either they sent a a specific bottle, it's called a whale maybe that I was looking for and they want nothing in return. Um, you know, you're always going to get that person back. So at that point, um, you know, it's a matter of what does this beer mean to me? What can I provide back that is going to be similar? Now, if you send something, let's say like, I'm going to make up a story. Someone sends you, let's say a you know, a, a 2014 uh, Toppling Goliath Assassin. You know, obviously that, that that's going to be kind of hard to to return fire. Uh, but what I will do is I'll say, okay, well, this beer is, you know, three and a half, four years old. Um, it's supposed to be a world-class stout. What can I find or what can I get my hands on that, you know, maybe it was released this year. Maybe it was released 2017, 2018. But two, three years from now, it will, maybe it'll be, um, or could possibly be, you know, as good as that three-and-a-half, four-year-old, uh, you know, assassin. So that's something that I'll take into consideration as well. What do you think, Chad?
1: I mean, you know, a, a thank you box to me is really, you know, most people know my region, so I, I usually do a random box, but I'll, I'll reach out to them like, you know, hey, Joey, hey, Chris, what uh, what kind of beers do you like? What are you looking for? I'll, I'll you know, watch the boards and, and see what they – They've been posting a search of and, you know, try to match or find something of what they have I mean, if you send me a staff in 2014, there's no paying you back. So I'm going to do my best to just force bomb the hell up. I think mean, you pay a, a 2014. I know we're dollars here, here but, but that that kindness that you're sending me a 2014 is actually three years later. It's just one of those things that you know I try my best and hope that I don't embarrass myself or or, or lose my partnership with that trade partner. Oh, I hear
2: you. I
0: definitely hear you. you I'm learning
1: five uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm learning that on location is not the best when they trying to bottle beer. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go to 5B. Excessive in search of tra- requests by trade guys. You know, I can be guilty about this. I like this topic. I can be guilty about this. You know, I, I like beer, Especially, you know, on, on the trade groups. And, 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 you know, I post in search of. I don't get all of them. I don't get most of them. I just... It, it's one of those things, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I, I post in search of and I would get you back if you get me. That's why I always have a list. But... uh you know, how excessive is this too excessive? I don't post in every single post out there, but, you know, I certainly see a beer I like and, you know, or a person I've with and like, hey, can you get me? If you can't, that's cool, you know? I mean, I've, I've done a few, Joey, and there's been times Definitely. where you've been able to help me out. There's been times when you haven't. You, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's Joey, you know? It, it's just one of those things, like, hey, I'm just letting the community know you come across extras and you want to throw some my way, you know, I'll be more than happy to take it and get you back.
0: of course, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it is, it's just, it is just beer. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I've noticed at least within the group, people that are asking for like repeatedly asking for something. I think we've got some people that are a little bit more vocal than others. Um, I think that maybe that's just because a lot of people take those conversations kind of, you know, offline or through, uh, through private or direct messaging. Um, I will, for me, I would say the experience that I have, which is maybe somewhat relative and, and it hasn't been the case, I think in the last month, but there was a probably eight to 10 week spell there where time wild week, wild works would drop any whatever it was, whatever, you know, there was always, there was at least one a week, sometimes two different items dropping a, a week. And it was like that for, for damn near two months. And I was, Going once, if not twice a week, and picking up two and three and four cases of beer to try to get it out to people, um, and it just became it, it became excessive to me. Not so much because of of the individuals, because they're just looking for you know maybe a, you know two two a two pack or one of each of the releases or, or a four pack or something. So it wasn't necessarily a a large request, um, but it was the the aggregate of all those of all those wants that was just. You know, I was telling telling people, I was like, I, you know, I, I will do the best I can, but I've got, you know, you, you they, they, you know, will announce, will announce something on on you know like a Wednesday morning or a Tuesday morning, and by the time I even hear what's actually coming out, I my my inbox is blown the hell up because you know there's eight to ten or twelve people they're like, hey, can you get this? Hey, can you get this? Hey, can you get this? So, so in that in that case, it became a little bit excessive. I exactly. well, mean, hey Joe, I gotta ask you. Are you uh, you in search of this double hop skewer? Uh, after having the after having the OG, yes, I would really, really, really like to be able to get a hold of a bottle or, or two or so. But uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that I'll be back there in town. If not, I'm it'll I don't I don't know as of yet. So it's purely speculatory But I don't know. It might be Sunday night. It could be Monday morning. Um, but I might end up back that way, and maybe there might be some left for me. Alright, so uh, uh go back to
1: our point here, uh Danovic, he's got a he's got a uh, reply or a question here. It's uh you know, going back to thinking box Etiquette, uh what about when someone does cost shipping to you, what gets sent back?
2: Um I'll look to your reply
1: first, Joey. Uh
0: um... Can you repeat the question? Because I can't find it on the list. I'm sorry. It was in one
1: of our chats. Uh, what about when someone uh, does costume shipping box? What gets sent back? What do you send back for a CNS? Um, you
0: know, that's a that's a tough one. Um, it really depends on on what it is. Um, if if someone is asking me to you know to do C plus S with, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to say a relatively easy an easy pickup. I'm not expecting anything in return. Um this was actually a topic that kind of got broached on, in um the Casey extended family um Facebook page. The there were people that were asking trying to think it, it may it might be somewhat different but I, essentially what it was is it, someone was someone on the east coast was looking for someone that was going to be in or around denver to to head up to glenwood pick up the beers bring them back and ship them to him the guy was going to provide a label and in return to thank him for it he was going to give him the opportunity to do c plus s for um you know like let's say um what the hell was it it was like um Trillium or treehouse or something like that and i started thinking about it it's like if, I mean, you have to assume that somebody's already going up there, and I grasp that, but for someone to go up there and back, and rather than provide them with a thank you beer, you're providing them with an opportunity to purchase your own thank you beers. It just seems kind of odd to me, um, so I guess that's kind of a sort of a you know a, a tangent, but for me, if, if I do C plus S for somebody – um, I'm not looking for anything in, in return. I mean, unless I mean, if I, unless I'm going by like I'm going to just pick up that specifically. But if I'm going to like, hey, I'm going anywhere, if I'm going anyway. You want something, I can pick it up. That there's there's no skin off my teeth. There's there's I'm not going out of my way really. I'm just picking up something that I was already going to be there and perhaps picking up anyway. So I don't think anything more than C plus is necessary in that situation. Now I know that we don't really work that way in drama free and a lot of people um you know we'll we'll you know take care of the c plus s and, and then we will they will they will return fire or they'll wait you know a month or two or three and then just sneak attack you and, and i I can appreciate that i can um but you know personally to me i mean i'm never expecting anything in return if i'm already heading up or already head, heading over to pick up whatever that person wants anyway so what about you chad yeah i
1: mean cns it's uh it's one of those things that i'm doing that you know i'm already there i've already got the aligned I'm, I'm buying it for you you've paid me you're you're paying shipping i'm not gonna expect any beer from you i've had a number of people send in the thank you boxes but there's no
0: thank you box for you. i'm already there i enjoy getting
1: people beer and making them happy yeah
0: sometimes it's a good feels. that's all that matters
2: So we'll uh, we'll go to the
1: next topic here. I mean we're running out of topics pretty fast tonight because there's just two of us. Um I'm sorry no, if anybody's sure. listening, but you can't you can't hear us. But the uh, next topic is and this might be a good one that we could we could go to the room here, but is the bubble bursting. Um just craft acquired craft for good of the industry, or is it craft good or bad? It, it does seem like some brewers are going back to the, to the basic child, but there's definitely nothing wrong with. And there's some brewers that are embracing, you know, the the, the, the hype.
0: Um, Joey, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think that there's this is a uh, there's a lot of lot of topics that could be addressed, you know, or subtopics, I suppose. Um, is the bubble bursting? I mean, I think we've be, we've been seeing it in denver for man, my my personal assessment i'm going to say the last year maybe a tad longer um we've seen that the 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 breweries that um are run poorly from a financial or operational standpoint as well as the ones who simply don't make um or or, or let's say subpar beer that um you know they're falling on hard times and they're missing finance you know, they've got um loans, they're missing payments on their loans or they're um, you know, essentially lack of terms, they're closing doors and or selling equipment and things like that. Um so I mean to me that's a telltale sign that there is if if you're not gonna call it the bursting of a bubble, it's a least retraction point. I mean I I think it's good. I don't say that to to bring ill will upon anybody, but I mean that's you know, that's you know, that's, you know, that's economics. That's just the way it works it's supply demand. And if someone's got a better product than you and they're selling it for the same price, I mean, odds are, you know, you're going to, you're going to fall on hard times at some point. Um, in terms of, I kind of, I think you kind of mentioned maybe, or alluded to maybe rebranding to a certain extent. I mean, I think we've got um, a, a couple breweries here and I think um, something that might be relative, cause I believe it's, I, I believe it's the, the, was the intent um, with uh, the news that came out from uh, Smutty Nose, I think it was this morning, um, I, I think that you have to realize that not everyone is going to be, um, not everyone's not, not going to become Sierra Nevada. Not everyone's going to become this large, iconic brewery and, and make millions. I mean, at some point, you have to realize what you have. Um, so I think rebranding to being that local neighborhood brewery is, is a great idea at the end of the day. If, if you really just want to kind of make a living for you and your family and, and have a small staff and, and brew beer that you like, if you can do that, I think sometimes you have to acquiesce and, and accept the fact that maybe, you know, you're, you're not going to make millions of dollars in this industry and that you might just have to be comfortable or accepting of, of making a living, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with being your own boss. Um, to the latter point, which I guess is a little gets a little bit distant, but should craft acquire craft, that would go to the industry? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think um, I personally, as, as someone who enjoys craft beer, I also enjoy watching, um, and this is kind of sadistic, but I enjoy watching the macro breweries snatch up some craft breweries and watching them essentially absorb them, and you know, two years later, as if it never existed. It's amusing to me. Um, it, it 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 always is. It's always funny to watch watch some of these places get snapped up, and two years later they've effectively fallen off the face of the earth. Um, it, it's it sucks, but it's also kind of interesting because it kind of shows people what what happens in business. At the end of the day, this is a business. So, to you, Chad.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the bubble's bursting. I think it's getting better. There's more innovation. There's, uh, you know, more stuff going on. Should should craft acquire craft? I mean, it comes down to this, Julian. We've had this talk. You gotta make money. I mean, if craft buys you and they know crap, sure. You know, I mean, you know, A B and bad. We, we've had this discussion. And I really don't want to rehash this discussion on. That, but AB and Bev is, you know, they're the, the craft killer, sure, but, you know, if people are, people have started breweries for the sole purpose of selling a brewery, and if AB and Bev comes in and says, I'm going to give you, you know, this million, million dollars, are you going to say no? Yeah.
3: I wouldn't. There you go. There's Butler. Yeah, I came in at the right time just to bag on AB and Bev.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Your favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny
1: thing, because I'm at a, uh, you know, my favorite uh, craft beer bar here in, in Des Moines, the Great Des Moines area, and walk through West Des Moines we um, helping hand bottle their, their first bottle. Release. I don't want to see you know craft beer coming and take over for them. I mean I want them to be, to, to be good. So you know I mean it, it's a double edged sword. You know I, I definitely know business
2: is business. but, You know people do it for a passion, they do it for a hobby, they do it for a living, and I want to see them successful.
3: You're here. You're here. butler what do you're
1: back on do you you have any uh, opinions of any of the topics that were on the rundown
3: um yeah I mean, you guys know me I'm not very opinionated so I'm probably probably good to just move on um, and uh you know see where see where we go all
1: right uh fast uh, clean beer that well actually let's start with this butler what are you drinking?
3: I, um, so here's a good part of the the job for me. Um, I had three beers dropped off for me from local breweries um, today and yesterday that they want me to carry, and uh, so now I'm going to see if they're worthy. So I'm starting out with an oatmeal stout from a brewery that is very hit or miss around here, Um, but I'm of the mindset, but I would really like to see everybody succeed in the long run. Uh, you, no. um, well, I, I, I would like to see I, think, um, you know, I, I believe the rising tide raises all ships, so um, if these guys can make good beer on a consistent basis. That's just a win for everybody in the community. So I, I can understand uh, that. I can
0: definitely understand that. I can understand that, Chris. But um, uh, just out of curiosity, you, m- you made the comment about everyone, you know, having success. But do you think everyone, at least in terms of, of brewers or brewery owners, kind of define success differently?
3: Oh, 100%. Um, you mentioned it just a moment ago before I got into the broadcast for the uh, on the eighth try or something like that. But um, <laughs> you said not everybody's going to blow up and be a stone or Sierra Nevada. I mean, yeah. we have several brewers in the state here who are perfectly happy, like legitimately happy being big at home. And they use that phrase. I just want to be big at home. I just want to be big in Arkansas. I just want to be solid and take care of where I'm from. That kind of, that kind of feeling. And so, yeah, those people are happy making 7,500 barrels a year, um, they're providing for their families, they're doing something that they love, and, you know, they, they've they found the secret to life. They've, they've found contentment in something other than greed and the next step and, and uh, always wanting more. Uh, it would be nice if more people, including myself, shared that kind of trait. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting more and wanting to succeed too that those people are happier at the end of the day because they've uh, achieved a
0: level that they're happy with. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I mean I I think that there is a nice at least I want to think that there is a nice balance, you know, in in the market if you will where you know there are there's there's breweries that make good beer and are great at marketing. And then there's brewers that breweries that you know make great beer and they're not so good at marketing and in between you've got people that are making poor beer and amazing beer and some of them are doing no marketing because they just want to be like you said big at home so I can uh, I can certainly appreciate that Can. what do you think Chad uh, uh,
2: we're on the
1: clean beer topic right we can be yeah I, I mean
2: I I would say <laughs> Sorry,
1: my laptop kind of went to sleep on me. Um, well, I started off, we're still talking about the craft beer, buying craft beer and all that. I mean, I, I've gave my opinion. I've, we've given our opinion many times in this podcast. Um, but if we're on the, the best clean beer to speak, I really have a question about that. What does that mean?
0: I will let Mr. Butler address what clean beer means.
3: Uh, clean beer is beer that does not have uh, an infection, first off, um, but secondly, has not been inoculated with wild yeast or some sort of wild yeast strain, uh, such as uh, cultivated wild yeast in the sense of, like, Britannomyces um, or any of its uh, variants. But um, so clean beer is you know, traditionally something like a lager, pilsner, uh, bock, uh, those sort of things, filtered, not super hopped, not super adjuncted. But, you know, those things can be present, but it, uh, they don't necessarily determine it's not a clean beer. Uh clean beer is, you know, the presence of wild yeast or an infection.
0: Hmm. I appreciate that. So in terms of clean oh. beers, what, what, what's, what's the best one that you've had whether it be this week or or i know mean, at least for me someone who hasn't had a lot of beer in the last week um you know recently what's one that sticks out for you
3: um so ozark um of the bdcs fame mm-hmm. um the people who put kind of arkansas on the map and in, in the beer sense um they made their first lager a couple weeks ago um and it is Beautiful. It's everything that yeah. Miller Coors and Bud could be if they used traditional beer ingredients as opposed to rice and corn. Yeah. Because it tastes the way a light pilsner should taste, without any of that crazy canned corn, cream corn, sort of papery yeah. flavors. Uh, you get a slight, slight touch of diacetyl, which is not uncommon in clean pilsners. Yeah, of course. Um, when you use a hefty amount of Pilsner malt, that's something that's somewhat to be expected. Um, mm-hmm. It is 4.8 percent, and we've sold cool. six keg, six slim kegs of it in the last two weeks at the restaurant. So uh, nice. it is going over well with the craft community and with the um, you know the wannabe craft drinkers, the people who just drink craft to say they drink craft even though they really don't like it.
0: Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. I can. I know, I know I'd like to see. Um and I think we are starting to see more uh at least more breweries here in uh the, the great state of Colorado trying to to make I'm gonna say an honest beer. Um it it's wonderful to see, it really, really is. I know that um my uh my my local watering hole Launchpad brewery does a does a phenomenal Kolsch. Um I always enjoy enjoy that one. Um we're also very, very blessed to have Bierstadt Lagerhaus. Um, as well as um, German breweries like like Prost um, that do phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, lagers and pilsners. So I can certainly uh, certainly understand and appreciate a, a phenomenal pils. Um, Chad, Chad, what's the uh, what's the clear clean beer scene looking like there in Iowa? I mean, we definitely got it. We've got breweries here. You know,
1: Orange Town does it well. Uh, Confluence does it. Does it well? I mean, we've got the breweries that have started with the basic styles and did those well to bigger and greater thing. Um, on myself, I'm an adjunct for a hazy, cloudy beer man. So, you know, uh, you, you know where my leads is. I'm currently helping them um, bottle beers. But, uh, you know, I can't say that I've really... I'm back to the clean the
2: gear
1: style. Is, I'm still in that that pad, I guess if you want to call it, and I love it. I'm never going back. If I
3: don't have to. Oh, it's interesting that you mention like tastes and and what you're into right now because I mean everyone in the group knows obviously that I'm a huge lambic, wild, uh, funky, infected fan. But um, in the last six months or so, I've really just been kind of craving. Um, Some clean, really well done, uh, as you put it, Joey, I love that term, honest beers, um, where you're not hiding behind a whole mess of hops, you're not hiding behind a whole bunch of adjuncts, you're just making really solid beer, because if you can make that kind of beer, you can make any kind of beer. If you can make a beer that isn't hiding behind a whole bunch of other flavors, then the world is your your oyster. Um, You can just freaking you can do anything after that um, there's a great uh, brewery in chicago that i enjoy that's um, sort of on the back side by a block or so uh, a couple blocks of half acre called dovetail and they do a lot of german german beers um, no ipas you go in there there's no ipas on tap it's it's crazy you think of breweries in this day and age how how can they be in how can they be in business and not have an ipa but they're they're cool man they do a a bunch of really good German style or Hans Goodblatt beers.
0: Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that over the course of the lab. I know I'm going to say the last few weeks, I want to say that it's not just palate fatigue. It's kind of like I'm just, I'm not going to say bored either, but it's like I need to to change up the mix a little bit, and I will admit that um, especially in the last week or so, I've been Really, 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 really needing to get my live oak six on. I need, I need a <laughs> need an a, an Austin or at least a, an Austin area a, a, a Texas contact that can um, hook me up with a little bit of that that pills and even the Hefeweises. Um They're both phenomenal beers.
3: I sent you some last year, right?
0: You you have been. I think every bit that I have had in the last, I want to say, year and a half, two years, um, has, has come from you. Um, and oh, I think man. you've been able to. I think you've been able to get me a couple cans here and there, um, mm. but I think when it, once once we get a little closer into those warmer weather months, I'm gonna need to find. Uh, and if it's a plane ticket, then it is what it is. But I'm gonna need to find uh, you know maybe a you know a, a case or two. I need something to put in the a top shelf of my uh, top shelf of my beer fridge in the garage. So I'm you know mowing or whether I'm working on my vehicle or whatever it is, I'll be able to have one right there to be able to grab and pop.
3: I will. Uh, I will see what I can do. I will start working on a contact for you.
0: I appreciate that, my friend. Okay. So, Chad, let's go. Let's go to Chad because I think I kind of cut him off there, and I apologize for that. He's busy bottling.
3: <laughs> That's fine.
1: Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm, I, I had my phone on mute and I had a bottle in my hand, so. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I can appreciate, you know, I, I, I know of Dovetail. You know, Chris, I've been there a couple times. I've had their beers. Good
2: stuff. I can
1: pre- like, again, again, I can appreciate good beer. And just right now, that's you know, that's my style. You know, I, I got burnt out on the, the German
2: beers. Chris, I got a
1: German beer on the send view. You. That, you just remind me of that. I, I got somebody that I can send this to because I want them to try it. I'm not going to tell you who, it's going to show up.
2: But uh <laughs> like We is, <laughs> is it too expensive? Or is
1: it worth the price of admission? What 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 are your thoughts? Joey.
0: I appreciate that shit. Every time you every time you chime in I feel like we're cutting to um Jim Cantore He's about to tell me what the weather's like, so I can't a damn hurricane. Um <laughs> Um, Um, I have never paid the price for Utopias Um, and uh, to be completely frank I I don't believe I've ever seen it on a shelf here in in the Denver area Um, so it's not like I've ever been enticed Um, I've I've definitely heard the stories Um, I have been able to try it once Um, had a very small pour um, at Denver Rare Beer Tasting this past year Um, and I I want to say that at some point I would like to try it again. And the reason why I mentioned that is because I went into it thinking that it was going to – and I knew what it was going into, but I went into it thinking beer, 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 high alcohol beer. Um, But after having it, I I don't know if it's really fair to call it a beer. I don't really – Know if I want to call it a liquor either. I know we're talking about something. It's twenty five to thirty percent. Because I think it varies each each time it's released. Twenty five to thirty percent alcohol by volume. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's a beer. I don't really know what to call it. But what I can tell you is that it's, it's very unique. Um, it's not horrible. Um, I think it, it, it. There's a specific time and place which it can be enjoyed. Um, so that's kind of like my quick take on Utopius. So and I will throw it to you, Chris. Uh.
3: Yes, yeah, so I've had Utopias. I think three times, um, three different times, total of four pours, um, all at um, a beer festival in Dallas that I go to. Um, I think it's, I think it's a very well done beer for what it is. Um, it is more akin to cognac uh, or a brandy than it is a beer, uh, in my opinion. I, I know it's truly not because they actually brew it, but you know, flavor-wise, uh, flavor profiles and such. Um, it's much more akin to that. Um, so even saying that is two to three hundred dollars for a bottle that you can reseal and keep for six to six months to a year or whatever. Um, is it worth two to three hundred dollars? I don't know. I mean, would you pay that much for a cognac or a brandy or a, a bourbon or a scotch? Uh, some people do. Yes. So. Yeah, so at that point, that's how you justify it. It's not a beer in the sense that you have to drink it with, you know, within an hour or two hours, uh, unless you're an Alabama boss.
0: Um, I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, so unless uh, – other than that, I mean, you can truly pour yourself an ounce, two ounces, and sip and savor and enjoy it over the course of a year. And in that case, sure, it's probably worth two to $300. If you are buying it to slam it at a share with a bunch of friends, then you know I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily meant to be that, and I don't think that that would justify the price tag at that point. That's just my my take on it. But I enjoyed I enjoyed all the three times I had it. Um, but yeah, the one ounce pour was enough for sure.
0: I can appreciate that. I can. I can. I'm glad you brought up the the Alabama boss reference. That was. Um... <laughs> Very, very interesting. And for those of our uh, listeners who, who may not know what the heck we're talking about, um, go to YouTube, um, just look up Alabama boss. I'm not shy. I would imagine that Utopia is, is in the tags as well. If not the title itself. And, um, rather than, rather, rather than, rather than playing spoiler, um, I would just ask you to spend, I want to say it's a two and a half minute video. It might be some of these are a little bit longer. It could be closer to three, four or five minutes. Um, but spend the time, um, it, try to enjoy watching it. I know I got a big chuckle out of it. I'm actually kinda of a fan of of, you know, a lot of the kind of I'm gonna say a lot of the a lot of those different Alabama boss videos. They're very um I'm gonna say they're entertaining. Yeah. I wonder sure. if we get I wonder if we get a take from Chad on Utopia. Chad if you're still uh listening, what's your take on Utopia? Uh,
1: so Utopius. Uh, Utopia so I I was put on the uh, untapped challenge where I had to do a thousand beers in one year. And I got it. And Utopias was my thousand spears. And I got about two ounces of that. And, I mean, Joe, we talked about this barley wine and anything above that is a night ender for me. Damn. So, uh, you know, I, I like it. It's a sipper for sure. It's not one of those everyday drinkers that I'm going to freak it out. I'm not definitely not going to pay the price of admission to it. But if a friend has it, I'll throw him a couple bucks or, you know, drink his beer or whatever it is, it's not a beer, it's more of a porch or anything.
0: I can certainly appreciate that. I certainly can. Um, I think if, if, if we're wrapped up on the topic of utopias, I think we've got we've got about six and a half, seven minutes left. We've got, I think, one topic left on the uh, the rap sheet, and I, I, and I, not, not to to hijack, but I think that um, I've mentioned it a couple times tonight, so I might be the best one to kind of lead us with this final topic. It's the drama-free weight loss challenge. Um, We've got, I want to say, somewhere between 60 and 65 participants um, split up into two different contests, if you will. There's uh, individuals or singles, and then there's um, a, a couples challenge as well. Um, so, you know, a wonderful thing that I know we've done, a, I think a few, I do it a few times in 2017. I want to say we did it once um, or maybe even more than once in 2016, um, you know, but to kind of brief you all very quickly, the concept is essentially to, you know, maybe mitigate the alcohol intake, watch what you eat, start exercising a little bit more, and, and to try to, you know, drop some of those LBs and get yourself in better shape. Um, this year, or this one specifically, and I've been kind of out of the loop for, I think, maybe the last – last eight or nine months um that, that this has went on um but uh the uh the concept of le- leading a very uh, ketogenic life um is sort of taking over so people are are acquiescing to the concept of you know bouncing out those or i'm not gonna say bouncing but you know tracking those macros um you know eating a relatively higher fat diet and, and trying to you know exercise and you know like i said drop those LBs. um the amazing thing about the group is that um there's a lot there's a lot of support in there. There's a lot of people that are that are challenging and pushing. Um there's a lot of people that are extraordinarily helpful in passing on um, different health tips, different exercise tips. Um, it It really is a beautiful thing. Um, it's it's a great thing to be a part of. Um, and the only thing that I'll say is that the one part that sucks about it is of course not not consuming as much beer. Um, and when you do, I'll tell you what firsthand you know you feel really damn guilty. I know that Um, As we have alluded to earlier on the podcast, Sunday night I was in Des Moines um, visiting Chad, and Chad kind of opened up that cellar, and I think we opened, I don't remember, I think we opened six beers while we were hanging out watching the football games and then talking to a few people. I know we opened, I think, one beer out in the snow while we were waiting for my Uber to arrive. Um, And as wonderful as as it was, I got home and I was thinking, well, I feel freaking guilty right now. So. So I'm trying to be a little bit better about that as as we go forward and and uh, to, to to maybe perhaps wrap up the topic a little bit. Um, I want to throw it to both of you and uh, we can start with Butler um, before we go to Jim Cantori there in Des Moines. Um, but have you ever have you ever taken part in any of the weight loss challenges, Chris? You're actually a pretty um, I'm gonna say a pretty I'm gonna say fit or slim. I'm not sure what what term you want me <laughs> to use besides besides perfect. But, um, no, yeah, sure. you tend to, it seem like you take care of yourself pretty well. So I don't know if you've ever participated in one of these or not, but what do you think? Um,
3: no, I haven't. I was going to a while back, but I, I figured out I'd have to get down to like 142 uh, to actually compete for the title. And, uh, I haven't been 142 pounds since, I don't know. <laughs> but that'd be silly
2: yeah.
3: Me. Um, yeah, I, I tend to fluctuate about 10 pounds or so, um, when I met my wife, I was 220-plus pounds, size 40. And um, after I proposed, I lost 50 pounds uh, to gear up for the wedding. Um, I've always been an athletic guy, uh, and with that uh, has also been my downfall. I Every time I seem to get, like, right close to really great shape, I get another injury, um, multiple knee surgeries, shoulder surgery. I'm now looking at possible elbow surgery. Uh, I've got torn cartilage in there, um, so yeah. I really, um, I really think uh, my wife struggles a lot with weight and up and down, and uh, you know, almost like I would say, almost a, a food addiction in a sense. Um, and I, for me, it's just a real basic thing. Of course, I was a physiology major in college, and it's just a you know more calories expended than taken in. And I know that exercise isn't everybody's thing, but I'm one of those guys, if I can't exercise, I get really upset and it's my outlet and I actually enjoy it. So, um, I would just encourage everybody in the weight loss challenge. Um, number one, uh, just move a little bit more. Um, you know, even if it's just walking, even if you're not an athlete, just walk a little bit more, park at that furthest parking spot out and walk into the store as opposed to driving around for two minutes and looking for the closest one. Um, things like that can make a difference. Cutting out sodas is huge. But um, also, I would also welcome anybody to uh, message me that, that feels like they need any help because I've i been through it and I also have a little bit of the knowledge uh, having you know gotten my degree in it. So uh, I love everybody in it and I wish you nothing but success. Um, and I guess we'll go to Chad to uh, wrap us up and then maybe drop a, uh, a Google Hangout link. He's probably not going to do that because he's, be bottling, so not probably not that tonight.
2: I mean, if you
1: want to hang out with what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people while we're bottling uh, beers and drinking, you know, I'll definitely draw out a Google Meet uh, link out there. Um, you know, we got uh, we, we had a good rundown, so we had uh, technical difficulties, and I'm out uh, on site tonight. Uh, it went a little bit longer than I than, uh, thought than it, uh, uh, it would. But um, you know, WLC guys, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, send me your beer if it's going to go bad; cause I'll gladly drink it for you.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> if you have those IPAs that by March will be bad, go ahead, send them my way. You have my address. Somebody in DF has my address. Uh, I'll gladly dispose of those properly for you. Um, you guys know the drill.
2: Be well, and uh, and, and we
1: got to do Andy. A- Andy here. Andy Altmaier, um, friend Altmaier one my good friends here in the morning.
3: Altmaier, it's Altmaier. Altmaier. With Derek Altmaier. So go ahead.
1: Scream it. They can hear you.
3: Yeah, Andy Altmaier here with Derek Altmaier. And, and Grant Altmaier. And Grant Howard. Right, we're, we're doing shit. Out here in the ones and twos, On the ones
2: and twos.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. All right, John Free, be well and uh, stay strong in that John Free Challenge. One fight, everyone
2: knows the rules. Fry them off till we fry them off. And yeah, there we go. <laughs> Dumb <Don't laughs>
1: free, we're
0: out of here, guys. <laughs> Have a great night,
1: guys. Oh, we're never doing this. Right. Yeah, here you go, guys.
2: Get
0: Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama.